Today, we pause to recognize the work at the Christian Counseling Center as we gather to worship our Lord today. Or, if I was to rephrase that, we are gathered here to worship our Lord and Savior and acknowledge how he is working in and through the Christian Counseling Center and to examine how we can join him in that work. I would just like to take the opportunity to introduce myself to those who may not know who I am. My name is Paul Worrell, and I serve as a counselor at the Christian Counseling Center. My given name is Worrell. My Christian name is The Redeemed. And all of you who claim Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, we are all one family with the last name, The Redeemed. So, my brother Anton always says, how are you, my brother, Paul the Redeemed? Because that's who I am. And if you name Christ the Savior, that's who you are. And the scripture should be very valuable and close to you at all times. The ministry at the center is to help hurting people. That's our motto. We help people period, whether you're Christian or not. As Christ loved us, we love all people as we are all made in the image of God. But to do so, we have to continually call on our Lord. He will provide direction in order that we can provide wise and godly counsel. Before I go any further, Please, because I'm going to be referring to scripture very often, can you please don't just look at me, but whenever I talk about scripture, please refer to your Bibles. One thing it'll do, it will increase your interest in the Lord's word. Two, it will protect you from heresy. Because I can say anything. And as you will see, even back in the time of Jeremiah, people would not refer to the Lord. They'd rather be lazy and take the word from an intermediary and never check. Please check me. I challenge you, check me. Make sure that what I say is in accordance with the word of the Lord. And next week and the week after that, whenever someone stands here, check them against the word of the Lord. The motto for Christian Counseling Recognition Day is call on the Lord. And that is what we are called to do. Now, I'd just like to refer you to James 1.5 before I go into the book of Jeremiah, where, that, where our theme comes from. James 1 5 tells us, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to him without reproach, and it will be given him. If you don't know, ask God. That should be your first option. I know you expect me to say, come to the Christian Counseling Center. No. 
Look to the word of God. Because when you come to the Christian Counseling Center, you're going to meet mere men. When you go to God, you meet your savior, you meet your creator, you meet the one who knows you best, who has great plans for you, plans that you may not even imagine. Who would you prefer to take your advice from? Now, just to make sure that you stay awake, I want to remind you of our theme every so often. And what is our theme? Pardon me? I didn't hear you. Call on to me. Now, please, if you agree, when I, uh, when I raise my hand, I'd like you to say, call unto the Lord. Can I have your agreement to that? Okay. At the Christian Counseling Center, there are times when issues may present and we would not know the whole context. We wouldn't even know the repercussions of what our advice may be. We may not even know the real reasons behind person's statements. And it is impossible without the wisdom of God to assist or even bring clarity to the dilemma that a person or persons may face. There are times when you just don't understand why things are happening. The times when you don't know what and why, and you may be angry because of the unfairness that you see. As counselors, we see the side of people and we see the terrible side of people. But like everyone else who names the name of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are ambassadors for Christ, and we must represent him well at all times. So what do you do in those situations? Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.20 tells us, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us, his people. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You may think that you go to the Christian Counseling Center and you're going to get great advice, your problems are going to be solved, and you're going to come out a well-balanced, confident person full of self-esteem. Not necessarily. If you really want those results, be reconciled to God. Allow God to direct your path. And even in our relationships, if we want someone to help us, the best way is to ask them. If you want God to direct your path, if you want to know the direction that you should go, like the prophet Jeremiah, those of us who serve at the Christian Counseling Center, we need to call on our Lord. We need to be reminded of that every single day. But that applies to every one of you. We all face trials. We may not all face, we may not think we face persecution, but you'd be surprised how it's hidden. We all face persecution. 
if we're going to walk in obedience to our Lord. But if we follow Jeremiah's example of obedience and perseverance in the face of trials and constantly being in an attitude of prayer, our Lord will reward all of us in ways that you cannot even imagine. The theme for this Christian Counseling Center Recognition Day is taken from Jeremiah 33.3. And I would like to read from the book of Jeremiah just to give a bit of context. I'm going to start at the beginning of the chapter, 33, verse 1, and I'll end at verse 3. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the guard. Thus says the Lord who made the earth. The Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. To give you a bit more context, I'll let you know what Jeremiah was up against. At a very young age, actually in his teenage years, Jeremiah was called by the Lord to prophesy to Judah, to the people of Judah. The people of Judah were a very disobedient people at this time. They worshiped idols. They had forsaken the God of Abraham and Isaac. They were trying to satisfy their own desires. They ignored the Lord. They wanted to hear those things that made them feel good. And as a result, if the Lord said, you should not do that, but they wanted to do that, they listened to whoever would tell them, you can do that. Does that sound familiar? Time rolls on, but people's attitudes don't seem to change. In our dear Bahamas, we still suffer from the same attitudes that Judah did. But Jeremiah had a bit of a problem because the Lord said, Jeremiah, you have to tell Judah, tell Judah about yourself. They are not being obedient to me. They are displeasing me. Do you think that went down well? Not at all. Here's what happened to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was threatened with death. Jeremiah was imprisoned. His family abandoned him. They plotted against him. But still he remained faithful. He did as the Lord required of him. And when he didn't understand why the Lord allowed things, why the Lord wanted him to do this, do you know what he did? That's what we are 
called to do. Whether we are at the Christian Counseling Center, or whether we are in our homes, whether we are on our jobs, we are called to call upon the Lord. When we are engaged in destructive behaviors, they feel good. And be not mistaken, those feelings come from Satan himself. They are mere distractions, they are deceits. They are the, those things that our enemy uses to take our focus off of our Lord. As Christians, we have something that no one else does. We have direct access to our God. In the days of Jeremiah, God spoke to the people of Judah through Jeremiah. Now, there were other prophets and the leaders in Judah, and they were saying things quite the opposite to what Jeremiah said. Guess whose report they wanted to believe? Not Jeremiah. Where we are right now in our country, we are in a critical crossroad. And which road we take is determined by who we believe. At the Christian Counseling Center, since 1986, we've been providing, we've con be, been continually and consistently being provide, provided to the Bahamian public. Biblical, biblically-based counseling services. You can go anywhere to be counseled, but only among the people of God who are staying close to our Lord, delving into his word, having a desire to be obedient, will you get biblical counseling? And why is that important? Without God's word, You are told how to be wealthy, how to recover your self-esteem, how to acquire the illusion of power, because power only belongs to God. All those things that require you to be a well-adjusted person in society, but you know, there are going to be many wealthy, powerful, well-adjusted people in hell. Which counsel would you prefer? When Jeremiah spoke to Judah, he told Judah, everything that they were doing wrong. And basically everything they were doing was wrong. 
But he also told them what will happen if they did not change their destructive behaviors. He told them about the impending destruction that was coming to them. And this destruction was, being, was going to come because the Lord was displeased with what they did. There's going to be a slaughter in the land. There's going to be a cleansing because the Lord was not pleased. And Judah had to tell them that. They were not pleased at all. Actually, the leaders threatened his life. They imprisoned him. At the beginning of um, Jeremiah 33, he was actually retelling what the Lord told him while he was in prison for what he was telling the people of Judah. As Christians, we have to persevere in the face of trial and persecution. Whether you are a Christian counselor or you consider yourself just a mere Christian, and there's no such thing as a mere Christian. All Christians are great. And we have a great job. And that is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, which provides the only freedom that we have. And at the Christian Counseling Center, our goal, yes, is to produce well-adjusted people in society. But that's not our highest calling. Our highest calling is to direct anyone that walks through those doors to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, as you walk through those doors, if you reject the word of the Lord, we do not reject you. Because neither does our God. Our God is faithful. He wants everyone to know his son. It is the choice, it is a personal choice whether you listen to what saith the Lord or not. It cannot be forced upon you. But I will say this. Just as Judah had to face consequence based on their actions, Every one of us faces consequence based on our actions. When I was a boy, way back then, I went to Queens College, and there was a headmaster at Queens College, his name was Mr. Middleton. Anybody who went to QC can remember Mr. Middleton? Well, here's what Mr. Middleton's favorite saying was. And normally it was to the boys in the school. Young man, in life, there are no rewards or punishments, merely consequences. And quite often after that, he would say, bend over. <laughs> but, If you were a good boy, like me, and you came to his office, 
quite often he would say, well done, son. And he would find all sorts of reasons to encourage, to support, and help you. As adults, as children, as God's people, that's where we find ourselves. Which consequence are you expecting from your actions? Do you come to the Christian Counseling Center so that you can seek approval for bad, self-destructive behavior? Are you really coming to the Christian Counseling Center to hear what the Lord would like you to do and how the Lord would like you to think, how the Lord would like you to act, the person that you, the Lord would like you to be. Quite often, and it is very unfortunate, a person would come to the Christian Counseling Center, or a couple, or even a family, expressing a sincere desire to have a certain issue resolved. However, if we turn to God's word and we say, oh, are you prepared to do this? Too often, that is the last time you see them. We need to be willing to be obedient. Jeremiah was told, call unto me. And the Lord said, I will answer. And I will show you things that you cannot imagine so that he could help Jeremiah face the trials in his life. But all of that is for naught if you aren't obedient. I'm not saying that Jeremiah was a perfect person. Jeremiah was so much like us. Here is something from Jeremiah 12, 3. This shows you exactly who Jeremiah was. Just like me, just like you. Jeremiah sees all of these things going wrong. He feels him then, feels this dark cloud um, just settling on his shoulders. And you know what he does? He calls on to the Lord. But listen to how he calls on to the Lord. Okay? Jeremiah 12, 1 to 3. I see everybody looking down into their Bibles. Great. Righteous are you, O Lord, when I complain to you. Quite often, when you go to the Lord, it's a complaint. How often do we actually just say, praise you, Lord, thank you, Lord? Normally it's a complaint because we're in a bad place. And there's Jeremiah. He's being persecuted. All sorts of trials. Yet I would plead my case before you. Here's what's worrying him. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? You ever wonder that? Why do all who are treacherous thrive? You plant them, Lord, and they take root. It's your fault, Lord. It's not me, it's your fault. 
They grow and produce fruit. They are doing well. They aren't worried like me. No one's locking them up, and I haven't done anything wrong. They get all the jobs. I can't get a job. You tell me I can't marry anybody. I want a wife. I'm at my wit's end. You are near in their mouth and far from their heart. This is what's happening in Judah. This is what's happening here. Basically, they are lying. The leaders were telling lies, saying this is the word of the Lord. They were just feeding them a dream. But here's the clincher. But you, O Lord, know me. You see me and test my heart toward you. Lord, you know how good I am. Basically, you know, I'm better than them. Treat me a bit better. But here's the part that I identify with. And if you're honest, you would identify with. He then tells the Lord how to solve this problem. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and set them apart for the day of slaughter. Basically, Lord, they're on my last nerve. Just kill them. That'll solve the problem. We live in a microwave generation now. That was the microwave back then. Let's get rid of them. But you know, what is even more interesting is the Lord's response. Jeremiah 12, let's look at verses 5 to 6. The Lord is responding to Jeremiah. If you have raced with men on foot and they have wearied you, how will you compete with horses? This is not what Jeremiah wants to hear. And if in a safe land you are so trusting, what will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? For even your brothers in the house of your father, even they have dealt treacherously with you. They are in full cry after you. Do not believe them, though they speak friendly words to you. Basically telling Jeremiah, you think your luck is bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Basically, just using poetry, you're running with men and you're losing. You're going to have to run with horses. What's going to happen when they leave you in the dust? And then, obviously, the Lord, with his great insight, recognizes that Jeremiah is probably trusting his, friend, his family at this time, saying, but Jeremiah, you're talking about all these things you know. Here's something you may not know. Your family are treating you treacherously. And he gives us great advice. Do not believe them, though they speak friendly words to you. The Lord is preparing Jeremiah for the future. And he's say, telling, them, telling him, this is what you ought to look out for. But the only reason why Jeremiah knows this is because he called unto the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him. And Jeremiah is now prepared for the trials in the future. But 
The Lord has brought Jeremiah this far. Jeremiah recognizes, uh-oh, I got to go a bit further. And the Lord is telling him, prepare yourself, Jeremiah. If the Lord was going to destroy Jeremiah, he'd have told him so. And Jeremiah now is able to go to Judah and tell Judah, thus says the Lord. He doesn't have to be afraid anymore because he knows who's keeping him. The Lord had his back. The Lord has our back. We need to call on him. We need to be willing to go into his word. We need to be willing to, having gone into his word, obey his word and leave the rest up to him. Just like Jeremiah. I'd like to fast forward because the Lord spoke to Judah through Jeremiah. How is the Lord speaking to us today? So I'm going to fast forward to the New Testament. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 14, verses 25 to 27. This is the Lord and Savior speaking. So this is not middle management like Jeremiah anymore, right? This is the president. This is the chairman of the board. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. I hope that brings you comfort. The Holy Spirit will keep us like no man can. The employer can't do it. Your husband or your wife can't do it. Your pastor can't do it. Your counselor can't do it. The Holy Spirit, which each one of us who knows Christ the Savior, has this Holy Spirit residing in us. He is our great counselor. He is our comforter. He provides us peace. Now, you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with the Christian Counseling Center because you're all supposed to provide wide counsel? Actually, no. We don't provide wise counsel any more than any other Christian is responsible to do. You know, it's, it's really amazing when you look over time, that there was a time when we grew our own food, we educated our children, um, we would sew our own clothes, we would catch our own fish, but now we pay the school to teach our children, um, we send them to church to learn about God, we have to go to the boutique to buy our clothes. 
We want to pay everybody to do everything for us. That's why we work. But Scripture tells us something different when it comes to how we behave and how we live. Scripture actually tells us not to go to an intermediary. What does Scripture tell us? The same access that Jeremiah had to wisdom, each one of us has. The only difference there may be is our level of obedience. We have no excuse. If we come into this service to worship our God, let's come ready to worship our God. Come with his word. When we go home, who makes the decisions in the house? Is it the most educated person? Is it the person that brings in the money? Is it the bully in the family? Well, the person that makes the decisions should be the person who refers to the word of God. And I will take an example from our house. When my boys were youngsters, even teenagers, you know, and these are boys, because you know boys like to be rebellious, and they like to face off a dad. And one of them, well, I won't tell you which one, because you all know them, wanted to do something that I did not approve of. And you know how children go, why, 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 why? At one point, I said, like all fathers eventually say, because I say so. <laughs> that didn't go down too well. And so, basically, but that, why, why does it have to go your way? Well, basically, it's my house. However, there's one caveat. If you can show me in scripture where what I am saying goes against the word of God, we have to do it. You know, I never had another argument along those lines. Never, ever. Can you imagine how transformative that could be if a husband said to his wife, Hun, I know that you don't like this decision, but it's in the best interest of our family because I have searched the scriptures. The Lord has told me this is the direction we have to do. However, if you don't like my decision, contradict me based on the word of God. Suppose that was the attitude within our churches. Rather than saying, Paul, that sermon, that message, that's so boring, that's so irrelevant. Well, it's the word of God. You're telling me that the word of God is irrelevant. It's not um, relevant to this time? It is. That was the problem in Judah. 
And it's a problem now. What we are saying today in our nice postmodern world is that, oh yeah, that was good for those people back then. But now things are different. New rules have to be applied. God didn't really mean that for this age. Well, then we are now limiting God because the God back then, who created all of us, who created Jeremiah, and who created Paul the redeemed, didn't know back then what Paul is facing now. But it's the same God. What he said yes to back then, and said no to back then, emphatically, he's saying yes to and no to now. So his word is sufficient for us. We just have to hold it close, know it well. Not, not being enough. Apply the wisdom that lies inside of it to our daily lives. That's all we want you to do. And when, we come, when you come to the Christian Counseling Center, that's all that we're going to do. We are going to encourage you to apply God's wisdom in your daily lives. There are not enough counselors at the Christian Counseling Center to cater to the needs of our population. There's four of us. But our God is sufficient for all the needs of this population. For all the needs that we may have. And as the scripture says, so that we may abound in every good work. All we need to do is Amen. Father, you promised Jeremiah that if he would call on you, you would provide wisdom beyond his imagination to overcome whatever trials he may face. Our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ, promised that he would provide your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who would teach us all things, your servant James commanded us to call upon us, to call upon you when we lack wisdom. Now we, your people, call upon you to provide us with the knowledge and wisdom we need to face the trials and hardships here on this earth. But even more so, Lord, we not only call on you, but ask that you strengthen us so that as we hear from you, we are willingly obedient to you, so that we would know and experience your comfort, your peace, and your love. And may these be sufficient for all our needs. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen.